Welcome to the Dr. Sex Fairy Podcast. I'm Dr. Kaval Bhava and I'm here to transform your life. People often ask me why I do what I do. They ask me questions about the various treatments I do. In fact, my editor, Christian, listens to all of these podcasts and he has so many questions. So today I decided to let Christian ask me these questions on the podcast so that you can all Hear my answers to his many questions. Welcome, Christian. Hello, hello. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you for editing my podcast. Anytime, anytime. It's always a pleasure hearing the crazy stories and uh, learning interesting things. So I obviously have a, uh, a few questions about your show and the different uh, therapies and uh, treatments you offer. But uh, first, I wanted to ask you, how did you go from the ER to the Rejuvenation Queen and Dr. Sex Fairy? Isn't that something? It's been quite a ride, my friend. So in the ER, I always felt that I was always chasing disease. I was always reacting to illness, and I was doing nothing to prevent it. It was just nature of the beast. Emergency medicine is about emergencies. And when things go wrong, people come to the ER. But what happened to fixing things? What happened to prevention? What happened to rejuvenation? And that's really how it began. Um, now, as you know, I do a lot of sexual medicine at Bava Medical. How I got into that is because I was seeing so many people have so much trouble with the treatments themselves. Men who had erectile dysfunction would take Viagra and Cialis, then they would have erections that wouldn't go away, and initially they thought this was awesome. Then they realized, oh my God, this just this doesn't seem right. This isn't going down. And then by the time they'd come to me, many, many hours would have passed. And by the time they'd come in, sometimes 24 hours would have passed. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's and insane. at this point, you know, because of the lack of Just oxygen, full on, full on, on, full on that long. erection, yes. That's and it's insane. painful at that point. And they have lack of oxygen to the tissue. So it's turning blue or black. Yeah, or... yeah. And then it's one of those things where you have long-term damage and where you went in to have a good erection, now you can't have one at all. And it starts a whole host of other problems. And I started thinking there has to be a better way. Women as well, same thing. They'd come in with vaginal issues. And you know, as a woman myself, I can tell you that it's a really embarrassing thing to discuss with an ER doctor. So I thought to myself, what's happening that these women are feeling compelled to come to the ER for something like this? You'd have women come to the ER too, not just men. Yeah, they'd come in for different things. Sometimes they'd come in because they were having major vaginal dryness. They were, they were tearing from sex, not crazy sex, regular sex. They were tearing, things were happening. And I said, don't you have a gynecologist? And this wasn't me being nasty or Mm. condescending. I was just asking a genuine question. Who's taking care of you? And very often they would tell me that they did have a gynecologist, but that they were getting blown off. And Mm. I saw this over and over again. So it wasn't just one woman who had a bad gynecologist or one woman who wasn't communicating with her gynecologist. This was just a major issue. And then the men, they were talking to their PCP sometimes, sometimes they weren't. And statistically, it's it's been proven. It takes people many, many years of suffering dysfunction before they'll even address it. And then it takes them a long time before anybody pays any attention to it. So that's really how it began. Wow. So the women that were coming in, they had already talked to their gynecologist and they just were rejected and came to the ER instead, or they were having bad enough issues to go to the ER, a little bit of both? Well, unfortunately, a lot of 
gynecologic care, and I know some gynecologists are going to be mad at me for saying this, is about pap smears and STD tests and birth control. Okay. There's not much else happening. Um, you know, it's preventative care in theory, but they're not thinking of the other parts of the woman, the complete picture, as it were. So they are doing birth control. They are checking STDs. They are doing pap smears. But what the else? bare minimum. Bare though, minimum. For the most part. And surgeries and babies being born and all that. But then what? Even babies, for instance, a woman's body gets battered with childbirth. There are hormonal issues. There are um, physical issues, for instance. Vaginas sometimes tear with the actual process of childbirth. Mm. Now that can cause long-term dyspareunia, painful sex. What are they doing to address that? And the abdominals can tear Muscles can Absolutely. tear as well, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So getting into your practice, we'll just start with the fun stuff first. Um, right here, penis enlargement. enlargement. <laughs> Every man wants to hear about penis enlargement, <laughs> my friend. That. How does that well, work? How does that work? You know, every man wants an amazing penis. And up until now, penis implants were really the only way to do it. And penis implants aren't all they're cracked up Sounds to be. Sounds dangerous, too. It is, because it involves cutting, it involves blood loss. It, it's it's not simple. And some people are doing these ones called panuma, silicone implants, things like that. But here's the thing about those. You can always feel it. When even men with penis implants like panuma come to me for enlargement. So you've seen this in... Mm-hmm. dealt with people that have had that. Oh, yes, so it yes. it probably looks kind of interesting. Well, it looks okay, but the problem is you stay that way. So right. you stay that size all the time. Now, it may sound great in theory going into it, but then you have to live your life with a penis that size all the time. Which could be hindering in some It can be hindering. And when, for instance, these men come into me, and I feel the penis when I'm doing the enlargement. It just doesn't feel normal. So they're not happy. But at that point, well, I don't take implants out. So they have to go deal with it elsewhere. But for men who want to improve the feeling of their implant, for instance, where it feels more natural, I will go in and help them with um, my procedure, which helps develop collagen and protein long-term on the surface of the penis from the inside out, you see. And then I use fillers, which are instant gratification. So in a way, it's a more natural treatment to the issue than Mm -hmm. cutting and putting in something Mm -hmm. completely Your body actually makes hyaluronic acid on its own. It's part of the natural skin makeup. It's just as we get older, we have less and less of it. That's why we're also doing a lot at our practice with facial fillers. So we're putting them in the face because the face loses volume. Now the penis can also lose volume over time. So we help you develop your own collagen and we give you the hyaluronic acid that you either didn't have before or have lost with time. So it helps you have a natural feeling but bigger penis. That does not get in the way of things because you are bigger flaccid, but you're not that erect length flaccid. Make sense? For the most part, yeah. Yeah, so you're bigger to look at and then when you have an erection, you get bigger still, but you don't walk around in that shape. Right. Big all the time. You wouldn't want to be. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. And they have those implants where you can um, inflate them and deflate them. Wow. I didn't even know that. It's not easy. It's it's more than it's cracked up to be, honestly. It's not not an easy thing. That sounds very dangerous and just something that 
putting something to your body like that just isn't doesn't sound like it would be to me at least sounds completely crazy but you know to each well, his own you know to each his own i don't do them because i don't like the concept of doing them um what people should remember is that every time you're cutting you risk nerve damage and i'll give you an example you're talking penises but let's talk about labia instead I had a lady who came to me after having a labiaplasty, which means in simple English, she thought her labia was too big, the lips of her vagina, and she cut them. She didn't cut them. She went to a doctor right. who cut them she, for her. She had it done. She had it done by an actual plastic surgeon here locally in Boca Raton, and there was a lot of nerve damage. He cut too much. So now she did it for an aesthetic reason. It's not like it was getting in the way of her sex life. She just didn't like how it looked, and now she doesn't have sensation there. Right, which is a huge problem. Which may or may not come back, which is a huge problem. Right. So she did something to her long-term sex life for just something like aesthetics. For such a small thing such that a not small even thing. everybody sees. This is only exactly. your partner that you're So, yeah. And with. so, yeah. So what I do is for women, for instance, who come to me asking me if I'll cut, can I cut? Sure, I can. I choose not to because I know there's a better way. And, you know, when you know better, you do better. At least that's my theory in life. So I use, again, the same idea as penis enlargement, PRP and filler in women's labia. Now, I don't recommend going to a med spa to do this because there's some knowledge and experience required with this. Uh, and, you know, I, I did have to go through a lot to earn my long white coat and get my residency and internship done at the Cleveland Clinic. So please, people, don't go to a Groupon, you know, med spa to get these procedures. That's when things go horribly wrong sometimes. But yes... So that PRP not only helps you have a plumper labia, which now doesn't look shriveled up. And, you know, if it's not so shriveled, then it doesn't matter if it's a little larger, right? The problem is women don't like that loose, floppy appearance. Right. So the PRP is helping you build the collagen and the filler is helping you get that immediate improvement. So what's the, what is the filler? Is that, is that hyaluronic acid? Oh, that, okay. That the is one the I filler. mentioned okay, because okay. your body makes it, but we're just... So augmenting you're it. it with that. We're filling can it with you that. see it physically like inflate or? Oh, yeah. Okay. You should go to my website, Bava <laughs> Medical. You're on it right now. Look at the gallery. And for those of you who are listening, go to bavamedical.com. That's B-A-W-A medical.com. Go to gallery and then look under uh, the filler um, section and you will see penis and scrotal enlargement. You'll see the wing lift or the labial rejuvenation. I mean, you have to see it to believe it. Okay. Um, have you ever denied anybody uh, treatment? I have. Because the thing is, I do this for people who are doing it for themselves. I will not promote body dysmorphia. Okay. So if they have been doing it repeatedly and there's no reason to keep doing it, I won't do it. Or if... I feel that they're doing it for the wrong reasons. I won't do it. What would uh, a wrong reason be? Just like a superficial reason, or no? Well, I guess that's there's what nothing it is wrong the with superficial. Most of this stuff no, is. no, I don't think so. I think the superficial has so much to do with a deeper level of satisfaction with oneself. So it's not just that. And also remember, when we're doing PRP treatment to your labia or to a penis, we are improving it. We are rejuvenating it. And there's nothing wrong with rejuvenation and nobody should ever feel embarrassed about it or feel that it's superficial because it helps sensation. It helps long-term health. It's a good thing. 
it truly is a good thing. And that can be applied to other areas of the body, correct? It can. I do it in people's hair. I do it in people's faces, necks. I even do vampire breast lifts where I put PRP in the breasts. And I use actually PRFM. It's a stronger form of PRP everywhere in the body because it has more growth factor and rejuvenates more stem cells. You use that for every treatment or just certain ones? Just about everything. Just about everything. Okay. Yes. What is it called? PRFM, platelet-rich fibrin matrix. Okay. So it's wow. a blood draw from your arm like any other. And then we get PRP after putting it in a centrifuge. And it's a golden liquid. And fibrin matrix is when we add some calcium chloride to it and make it slightly thicker, more gel-like. And you know, if you think of what a matrix is, the connections, the bonds, that net-like structure, that's what forms. And it stays in the area for about seven days versus about a day or two for regular PRP. Okay. So a big difference. In getting back to who you denied, have you done that often? Or has it only been a few people? No, or is that something not often. Not often. I'll give you an example. I had this lady come to me for lip filler. And as I looked at her lips, they were distorted. I had not done her lips before. She had had them done somewhere in Miami. And this is not to run Miami down, but sometimes it's a different aesthetic than what I think is natural. Right. I don't want people to look, you know, distorted in any way, unnatural, um, like a caricature of themselves. It's just not my claim to fame. My claim to fame is making people look like their own best self and making people feel like their own best self, you see? So if they look ridiculous, I'm not standing by that. And, you know, I'll always be blamed for somebody else's sin. So when they go out into public and they say, well, what doctor do you go to for your lips? Or what med spa do you go to? And they mention me. Well, I'll be seen as the doctor who made those lips. A hundred percent. So I'm yeah. not going to do a touch they're up. they're just seeing the end result of yeah. all the other doctors she went yes, to Yes, absolutely. Now, that said, I do a lot of corrective work. So I have a lady who went to a med spa and they um, completely messed her lips up. So she came to me and said, can you please put some filler and make me look better? I, I just refused. I said, no, first I need to melt this abomination. You can, I can't do anything with you this. You can melt it? You can melt it. So you're if melting you use, the filler? If you use hyaluronic acid filler, you can melt it. But if you use something like, say, RADS, calcium hydroxyapatite, that's a different kind of filler. You can't really melt it. Sometimes you have to go in and surgically remove it if you screw that one up. So do most people have the f- second one you mentioned that you can't? That's most people are doing, depending on what they're doing, um, they, they tend to do more hyaluronic acid filler, in my opinion, world over. And um, I think it's easier. There's nothing wrong with radius. I use it for certain things. You know, Maybe I'll use it to do some hand rejuvenation and put that in with PRP because it does build collagen as well. But you can't put it in a penis. You can't put it in lips. You should not put it in the under eye area. So there's a there's a place for everything. You know, I'm I'm like an artist. I have different colors I work with. Mm. I paint with different colors. I like that. I need all my colors. <laughs> um, what's the most common type of treatment you uh, you have? I think it's penises all day, every day. Okay. And followed very closely by vaginas. Okay. So I think that what's happened in the world is that. Sexual medicine has been ignored and sexual medicine has been somewhat hush-hush. And that's why the Dr. Sex Fairy podcast began in my life because I was tired of that. And I wanted people to talk about these things without the shame being attached to them. So I feel that now that I am doing what I'm doing, people are flying to me from all over the place 
I have people coming from other countries, other states, other cities within Florida. It's really caught on. So men come to me for penis enlargement. They come to me for, you know, what I call my, my virgin penises, the ones that have not been distorted by anybody else. Um, I prefer those all day, every day, because I can then start them out right and do it right to begin with. Right. And then you don't have to deal with them Yes, because it's probably do, a pain to deal with. It is. Oh, my God. Issues. Yes. And I do a lot of corrective work, like I said, not just for faces, but for penises, for vaginas. So when people have a screw up elsewhere and they try to find out who corrects these issues, they find me and then they come to me right. for that. Do you get a lot of virgin ones or I would... Uh, in, I would think that most of them have already had some type of work done or no, no, actually, thankfully I get more men who've never had it done Okay, because a lot of them did not even know it was possible. Right. I didn't even, to be honest with you before this, I didn't even know. I mean, I knew it was a thing you could probably do because I've seen all those shows where people Mm -hmm. have ab implants and all kinds of Mm -hmm. stuff. It's something I would assume you could do, but I didn't know that it was somewhat common. I I guess it's It's still not common. It's still still not common common because- if it was common, people would not be flying to me from all over right, the world for it. Right. Also, even the people who are doing it, the few that are, aren't doing it very well. Mm. And certainly they're not doing my kind of enlargement, where I am making them better long term. Because it's not just a sales pitch. It's not just something I say to get people to swipe a card. I am very passionate about what I do. And I think anybody who meets me or listens to my podcast can figure that one out. I'm very passionate. I want people to have better lives. I want people to, you know, have that life they almost never even thought possible. And, you know, people sometimes ask me, what does penis size have to do with confidence? And I say penis size has everything to do with confidence because penis size has as much to do with the boardroom as it has to do with the bedroom. Confidence is important. And to a man who's never felt confident in the bedroom, give him a better penis improve his sex life, and then watch him strut on the street. Watch him ace the boardroom. Watch him do better in every aspect of his life. And I refuse to listen to people who say that's not possible. I see it every day of my life. Because if that's the soul, your soul insecurity, you're cool with everything else or almost everything else, Mm -hmm. and that's the main insecurity, Mm -hmm. how would it not make you better? I'm telling you. If it's fixed in their eyes or it's fixed... Mm -hmm. It looks better or whatever. They perform better. They get the desired Mm -hmm. result. How would they not be more confident everywhere in life? Yeah. And you mentioned performance. Now, male performance is, is critically important in the bedroom because as men age, erectile dysfunction becomes a really important part of their lives. Not one that they want to happen, but one that inevitably happens. It's just the way life is. 20% of men in their 20s have it. So how can a man in his 50s or 60s not expect to have it? Chances are more often than not, you have it at that age. And I have men anywhere from the 20s up until the 80s coming to me for treatment because everyone wants to have good sex. And now you don't just have to rely on Viagra and Cialis. And because of what I dealt with all those years in the emergency room, where I literally had to cut penises open to drain them. Wow. I mean, it's, it's awful. And the man is traumatized. His partner, if he or she is there, is traumatized. Uh, I'm traumatized because I'm cutting a penis and draining and the, you know, it's, it's not a good situation. Right. Everybody's traumatized. It's horrible. Yeah. There's probably a whole process for that. It's a mess. 
And sometimes you have a urologist on call, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you may have a urologist on call, but they may take two hours coming. Then what do you do? And, you know, time is penis. You've got to drain that <laughs> penis. You know, time isn't just money. Time is penis. Right, in that, in that case. You've got to hurry, is. hurry. Yeah. So after seeing that level of misery, I don't prescribe Viagra and Cialis. I really don't. Is it that common with those things? Or I mean, It's more common than you than think. You th- than you would think, mm-hmm. okay. Now, I had... You know, a good run in the emergency room, and I saw plenty of them. I didn't right. see them every shift. And we've all seen the commercials where it's like yeah. this can last if it's yeah, if it's over four blah, hours, blah, blah, call, your doctor. call your doctor. And in my but, head, I'm like, that doesn't happen. Oh, but it happens. It and happens. the problem is, people think it won't happen to them. And when it happens, then they panic. And doctors aren't always easy to reach. They have, you know, those answering services and this and that. And sometimes they don't get through. Sometimes they say the doctor isn't calling back. Either way, it's a shit show sometimes trying to get in touch with a doctor. That's why these people come to the ER. And that's why I refuse to be part of this vicious cycle of madness. So I do acoustic wave therapy. I break down those blockages. Now, if you think about why Viagra and Cialis work, it's because they are dilating the blood vessels. So the blockage is there, and they're just going around the blockage. They're not doing anything to fix the blockage. No, it's not a blood thinner. It's a vasodilator. So it dilates the blood vessel. So the blockage is exactly where it was. It's just, it has more area to go around it, the blood. Yeah, but that can also bottom out your blood pressure. So, you know, it's not as simple as you might think. Hmm. And then... What what is the hmm. blockage? What's... Plaques build up. Okay, so so essentially it's... mm -hmm. Is it, in a way, is it cholesterol? Similar. If you think about heart disease... Now, when people are 40, 50 plus, they're taking that baby aspirin. They're more worried about heart disease. Chest pain, for instance, again, coming from the ER doctor, chest pain in a 20-year-old is not as worrisome as chest pain in a 50-year-old. Why? Because statistically, they have a higher chance of dropping dead from a heart attack. Why are they having those heart attacks? Well, one of the main reasons is blockages, right? So blockages form. Now, your blood vessels aren't smart enough to know where they are in the body. Blockages form in the heart. Blockages form in the groin. Now, when they form in the groin, you're not having good sex. Your penis is not getting as much blood flow. And so in some extreme cases, you're going to see shrinkage. So think of COVID, for instance. COVID is causing inflammation in the blood vessels, similar to plaques, sometimes so extreme that you have shrinkage. And some people may say, oh my God, she's insane. She's exaggerating. Hell no. Do your research. You'll find out I'm not exaggerating. And that's where the acoustic wave therapy comes in. Yes. And so I break those blockages down painlessly, if I may add. So we break down those blockages. We solve the damn problem. We're not putting a Band-Aid on it. We're not telling you to take a medication, spend money, do this, do that. Fix the problem once and for all. Is there some maintenance required? Sure. Does, you know, taking care of your teeth require maintenance? Do you have to go for a cleaning every six months? Do you have to brush your teeth every day? Sure. Just like that. There is some maintenance, but it's not like you have to come to my office every week or every month. You just have to stay in touch and we'll work on it long term. Anybody who has erectile dysfunction is always going to have erectile dysfunction, but we manage to treat it and make it where it doesn't interfere with their lives. Does that make sense? 100%. In in the acoustic wave therapy, going back to that, it just breaks up. It breaks it up through it breaks a wave them up. that permeates the skin. Mm-hmm. Sound waves, completely painless. And no downtime. That's the best part of this. So I have people who, you know, come in and, you know, some of them will even time it right before they're planning to have sex. 
because it brings good blood into the penis, gives them a good erection. Now, they don't go home with the erection always. They don't always even have an erection, but good blood starts flowing, so an erection is a lot so easier to have. So it's immediate. It's like it breaks it up and you're immediately... Well, it starts the process, but either way, it brings good blood flow into the area. Okay. It stimulates blood flow. So, you know, when they leave, they can go right away and have sex. And one of my patients even recorded a video and sent it to me, one of my female patients, and said that she took Bob for a test drive. I didn't even know what Bob meant. Battery-operated boyfriend. That was a first, right? Bob. I I thought that was awesome. So she said she took Bob for a test drive, and it was awesome. It was more sensitive, better orgasm. She said that the tissue even looked more pink, and that's absolutely right, because think about it. Blood flow, good oxygenated blood flow, is going to make your tissue pink. So things even look better. Interesting. So moving away from the sexual aspect into the uh, the hair, mm-hmm. you can basically do PRP for hair as well. Absolutely. And okay. I've done it with great results. So are you just micro-injecting multiple spots around the scalp or are you injecting one area? Well, I am putting it both ways. I mean, sometimes we are focusing on just one area, but more often than not, The majority of the time, I may focus on one area, but I'm still injecting other areas. And I, you know, like I said, I use PRFM, the stronger version of PRP. I also do microneedling just about every time. In fact, I can't think of any time I've done scalp treatments with PRFM and not microneedled. I was trying to think. I really don't think I've I've ever done it. It can be very effective. It's very effective. But remember, mm -hmm, but you've got to use a microneedling device. Too often, people are going to these. Um, you know, travesty places, I call them. Um, they're, they're literally using tattoo pens and oh, scratching. Wow, really? They're scratching the surface. So you see the blood or you see some redness, but they're not causing micro channels to form. They're causing micro tears to form. And that's why I call them a travesty because that's not right. You're giving the patient a false sense of security that you did something. All you're doing is causing damage. Now, when you do micro needling and you do it right, you are causing micro damage, micro trauma, but that micro trauma will cause a lot of rejuvenation because your body then hurries and scurries to fix itself. Hmm. Um, and you can buy micro needling kits online or is yeah. that something to stay away from? Or you should you stay away from them because they're not, you? no, because they're not medical grade. They will never go as deep as what we do in the office. And remember these derma rollers, they are, you know, they're infection, um, they're full of infection and, and they, you can't really clean them very well. Right, right. What do you do? Spray it off? Or you could, I guess. But, but you know, what? you have needles. See, so you have these needles on them and it's just like a bug fast, really. What else do I call it? I was struggling for, you know, for words to describe it a couple seconds ago. And really, I would call it a bug fast because you can't clean them well. And then, I'm sorry, but those needles get dull over time. So then what right. are you doing? Scratching yourself? You're seriously not microneedling. I don't even call it microneedling. There's derma rolling. So it just stimulates it a little, but not enough to do anything, just enough to cause trouble. So so what you're saying is you're doing true microneedling and those are just derma rollers, basically. Yes. And the people who say they're microneedling, a majority of them are not using legitimate FDA-cleared microneedling devices. So the the issue would be they're not going deep enough too, probably. Not going deep enough, not uh, microneedling consistently either. Because... You have to have some consistency in your treatment, right? You can't just do it one way in one spot of the hair and or your scalp and then 
some somewhere different, you have different depth, and they're both going to work equally. They're not. You have to have consistency. You have to have quality. And we spend the money at Bava Medical to buy those devices. So really, I mean, you could go to the group on med spas, but you get what you pay for. Right. So so would you microneedle first and then PRP or those two separate days? No, I do them at the same time. Same time. Mm-hmm. So microneedle, then PRP. And you know, does the microneedling stack on the PRP or are they just both separate treatments? Does it help it disperse or does Well, does it does. Sense? But the thing is also you are what what you're doing is the microneedling is stimulating your hair follicles. And then the PRP or the PRFM, as I use, um, is also causing the growth factor to stimulate stem cells. So they're very synergistic. Okay. They're working together. And I think one plus one doesn't equal two. It's more like five. Wow. I think it has a massive, massive synergistic effect. Because I've heard that with uh, microneedling uh, combined with, what's the hair loss drug, finasteride? Finasteride, yeah. Finasteride combined with like topical mm -hmm. finasteride. It can be done. I mean, I think minoxidil is probably what you're thinking of more. I think that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. You know, finasteride is more a medication that I may prescribe. Minoxidil? Minoxidil is like Rogaine. That's what I'm thinking of with the But the problem with Rogaine is... It's sitting on shelves for months, for years sometimes, and it's not fresh. It's not, it's not something that's, you know, more potent. So at my practice, I literally have my own branded minoxidil, Rogaine basically, but my brand. Because Rogaine is a trade name or a brand name for right. minoxidil. So we have Bava Medical minoxidil that is pharmaceutical grade, very, very potent and fresh because we get it made in small batches. And you're probably cycling through it. Yes. From treatments, so it's not sitting around. It's not just sitting around for, you know, months long. at Costco or, or CVS. Right. So or it's one of those things. Yeah. So I'm big on rejuvenation. That's what I built my career on, rejuvenation. And whether it's rejuvenating a penis, rejuvenating a vagina, rejuvenating hair, or rejuvenating skin, I'm improving the quality of life of my patients. Getting into the skin, too, um... I'm looking here, digital skin imaging. Mm-hmm. What is that? Talk to me about well, that. Well, that's it's it interesting you asked me about that. I don't think I've ever talked on my podcast about that. Digital skin imaging is something I believe in. Again, um, you know, I'm passionate about rejuvenation, right? So I like to show people what their skin looks like on the inside. And this way I can show them the sun damage, the wrinkles, okay. the ones that are forming that they haven't even noticed. And you probably see a lot of that down here in mm-hmm. sunny. Yeah, sunny South town. Florida. Yeah. And uh, that, what parts of your skin even need to be exfoliated more than others. We can even see that. So before we do hydrofacial, we do digital skin imaging, and then we know where to focus our efforts more. And the hydrofacial just exfoliates, is it? Exfoliates, extracts, we put in antioxidants, boosters, even medications for rosacea or uh, melasma, things like that. We do so very medical-grade treatments. or is it? We put it sucking. in. It's part of like a like a... Almost like a vacuum cleaner for your skin, but so, very, very gently done. So that, does it apply something first? Yes, and then it's suck doing. It off? Yeah, it's doing that okay. simultaneously. Okay, it's almost like a. Carpet In fact, cleaner. we do those for vaginas and penises. Wow. No joke, we do vaginals and penetials. <laughs> we are, we are like people come to our practice and they're dying laughing, but then once they get over the initial shock, they say that's an awesome idea. Nobody ever exfoliated my vaginal area. You know they have. Sometimes folliculitis or something from shaving and razor issues right, and all okay. that. And we'll do that. We'll do laser hair removal for the area. So, I mean, we're truly a one-stop shop for all of it. And I love that because now I'm taking care of the complete patient. 
And I have follow-up, something I miss so much in the ER. I never knew how my patients ended up. That's true. You can have a relationship. Now I have a relationship with my patients, yes. So and that's it, good for you to see because you obviously believe in all this. Yeah, I do. And you're very into it. So mm-hmm. it's cool to and see. And you know, and it's nice to know. Yeah. And it's nice to know that I'm changing lives. When a man comes to the office and brings me a bottle of champagne and a box of expensive chocolate, I mean, yes, it's great to have champagne and chocolate, of course. I mean, who would say no to that? <laughs> but it's so touching that you made a difference in somebody's life to the point that they went out of their way, bought a nice champagne and a nice box of chocolates 100%. for you. 100%. And that they drove to your office to deliver it themselves, 100%. you know, or somebody calls you and says, you know, doc, I just wanted to say thank you. Just thank you. A lady who comes to me from Haiti said to me recently, I've been with my husband since I was 14. I'm now marrying my daughter. And I wasn't sure if, you know, my marriage was going to make it. And thanks to you, we're not even in therapy anymore. Wow. What did, what was done for, with her? Can you say? She or? needed complete vaginal rejuvenation. I did a complete, you know, rehaul. Okay. So an rehaul, overhaul, overhaul. overhaul. overhaal. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? I rejuvenation, say. rehaul. Yeah, What's okay. the damn difference? It's the same thing. Overhaul. That's, that's super Same thing. Close enough. Yeah. So I basically um, just took care her, of- Just for her, not her husband. I did nothing for her husband. Him, just, he will be coming. Oh, but sometimes yeah. I see that, you know, one partner may be resistant. And then when they see what it does for their partner, then they come into. They're like, okay, I'm coming. To yeah, not shot. all the time, but most of the time. Okay. And then vampire, I keep seeing vampire treatments. Talk to me about that. I've, I've, well, I've microneedling with injecting the PRFM. So. Okay. And uh, we do it for scalp. We okay. do it for, okay. so that's what that for is. face, okay. just about any part okay. of your body. And then the cryofacial. That's something. Well, you know, I'm not a big fan of the cold, oh. but the cold can be very, very healing. Oh, okay. It helps okay. inflammation. It helps form collagen. So we do cryotherapy for the face. Absolutely. I mean, really, for any part of the body. You're getting the gist here? Right. We do it right, all. Right, for wherever you need yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, finishing up here, a couple crazy stories. I need to hear something crazy. <laughs> Let me guess. <laughs> Talk to me about a crazy penis story, or it doesn't even have to be that, just somebody that came in that was just some something crazy. Well, you know, I, I have a life that's full of crazy stories, because think about this. I went from the ER to being Dr. Sex Fairy. Can you imagine the stories right. so I, I have can to just tell? Imagine the amount of oh stories. Oh my goodness! And I know you did one an episode on this a little bit, but just finishing finishing this one up, I just wanted to hear in person about some of the uh, the crazier ones. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I think I think the funniest one I ever really had was uh, the guy with the porcelain egg up his butt, <laughs> and. I honestly, till today, it's probably 20 years ago, honestly, I was a medical student at, you know, I probably shouldn't say the hospital, it's local. Um, and I saw the porcelain egg up there and I'm thinking, how did you think you were not going to lose that? Right. And then the other thing is- a porcelain egg? An egg. So like a- Like, like a, a porcelain chick- decoration type thing. Okay, so- he- Except he decided somehow he was going to stimulate his prostate with that, but the prostate is like pretty deep. Like how big of an egg, like a full on like egg you would eat, you know- no, bigger than that, but oh, maybe, like maybe like, I'm trying to think, maybe three inches long, four inches long, wow. you know, but not that long. I mean, not dildo long. Right. So how did he think he was going to tickle his prostate with that? And how did he think he was not going to lose it? Right. So he went up there, mm-hmm. lost it, came in and he's Yeah, like, that was an interesting one. And then the guy who, you know, who lost a vibrator up his butt because his wife lost the string. 
Now, I personally, up until that day, didn't know that vibrators even came with a string. I didn't. But either. I guess it makes complete sense, right? I mean, I yeah. I mean, I didn't know either. But yeah, so all kinds of stories. I, oh my, my I friend, the stories that. I have. Yes, <laughs> that's a whole other episode. I should do a part two of you know, sex sent me to the ER. A hundred percent. For those of our listeners who haven't heard that episode, do go check it out. One of the doc, somebody else that I know that is a doctor. I'm not going to name names. Said um, somebody got a hot dog stuck up their butt, but the hot dog broke off. Well, that's not an emergency if you think about it, because eventually that thing's going to degrade and it's going to come out like poop guys. (laughs) So none of my patients, unfortunately, were that simple. There was always some drama with mine. The idea or the image in my head of it breaking off is just just crazy. Well, uh, I had the lady who put a peeled banana up her vagina. So I think, think, yes, my story is better than his. Well, it didn't, apparently, because, uh, you know, she came to me and she said, she needed the banana removed. And I thought to myself, how big is this damn banana that, you know, how small is it? You couldn't take it out. And so anyway, I look and I can't see anything and I can't even see the peel. I tell her and she says, well, that's because I peeled it. Now I'm even more confused. How is this ever going to, you know, right. you know, get her, you know, an orgasm or get her excited? How is that going to work? Right. But anyway, different strokes for different folks. Anyway, you slice it. Baba Medical is helping people. And the Dr. Sex Fairy podcast is helping people. I mean, think about it, Christian. We started this podcast just a few months ago. You edited the first episode. And here we are just 14, 15 episodes in. And we are already in the top 10% in the world. 2,800,000 something thousand podcasts. And we are in the top 10%. So clearly, Bava Medical and Dr. Sex Fairy are resonating with people. And it makes me so happy because I did this to help people. And it's happening. You know, my dream is coming true. People are leading better lives. My podcast is clearly on its way to being a hit. And, you know, life is good. I am so happy. So thank you for editing my podcast. Thank you for putting in those fun songs. (laughs) And thank you for coming to the studio with me today. It was always a pleasure and good to finally meet you in person. So It's, It's a pleasure. And for those of you who are listening and are interested in what I do at my practice, Bava Medical, please email me at askme at drsexfairy.com. You can also learn more about what I do at bavamedical.com. That's B-A-W-A-Medical.com. Until next time. I hope you enjoyed the Dr. Sex Fairy podcast today. I would love to continue this conversation with you. If you would like my top three secrets for amazing sex, send me an email at askme at drsexfairy.com and I will share them with you. Don't forget to follow this podcast and leave me a five-star review. Until next time.